This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you greetings and felicitations. In this podcast series, I'm going to be visiting with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, historians, and a wide variety of other people on topics that are outside the area of compliance, but are of great interest to myself and to listeners to the Compliance Podcast Network. This episode begins a five-part series where I look at great structures from antiquity to modern times, consider the form, function, and structure of each, and use that as a lens to explore topics in a best practices compliance program. I hope you'll enjoy this special series on greetings and felicitations. In this episode four, we take up the Gothic Cathedral and Compliance Incentives. In this episode, we take up perhaps one of the most majestic structures of all time, which of course is the Gothic Cathedral. When it comes to Gothic cathedrals, Stephen Resler, the professor of the great course offering Understanding the World's Greatest Structures, Science and Innovation from Antiquity to Modernity, said, the development of architectures and the limits of empirical design literally written into the walls of these buildings about the Gothic cathedral. The innovation of the Gothic cathedral was to use elements of the Roman basilica, but to add height and light, ever featuring ever taller naves, pierced by ever larger clustery windows and delineated by ever more slender engaged columns. The first innovation came with the pointed arch followed by ribbing on the columns to help stiffen and strengthen them more effectively. However, the truly dynamic innovation was the creation of flying buttresses, perhaps my most favorite architectural innovation, which were huge additional columns outside of a structure, yet were designed to become load-bearing members so the highest point inside the cathedral could be filled with light filtered through ornately stained glass windows. Two of the finest examples of Gothic cathedrals are both found in France. They are the Cathedral of Our Lady at Chartres and the Cathedral of St. Stephen's at Bourges. Just as the medieval world built up engineering, structural engineering techniques from their forebears, your compliance program should mature and you can implement more sophisticated strategies to make your compliance program a part of the way your company does business. I've developed four, excuse me, six core principles for incentives based upon the MIT Sloan Management Review article combining purpose with profits. Number one, compliant incentives don't have to be elaborate or novel. This point is that there are only a limited number of compliance incentives that a company can meaningfully target. Evidence suggests that successful companies are the ones that were able to translate pedestrian-sounding compliance incentive goals into consistent and committed action. Two, compliance incentives need supporting systems if they are to stick. People take cues from those around them, but people are fickle and easily confused and gain and hedonistic or hedonic goals quickly drive out compliance incentives. This means that you may need to construct a compliance function that provides a support system to help them operationalize their pro-incentives at different levels and thereby make them stick. The specific systems at which support incentives 
can be created specifically to your company. But the key point is that they are delivered consistently as that signals management is sincere. Number three, support systems are needed to reinforce compliance incentives. One important form of a support system for compliance incentives is to incorporate tangible manifestations of the company's pro-social goals into the day-to-day work of employees, i.e. make rewards visible. As was stated in the FCPA Resource Guide's second edition, beyond financial incentives, some companies have highlighted compliance within their organization by recognizing compliance professionals and internal audit staff. Others have made working in the company's compliance organization a way to advance an employee's career. Six, compliance incentives need a counterweight to endure. Goal framing theory shows that how easy it is for compliance incentives to be driven out by gain or hedonic goals. So even with the types of supporting systems, it is quite common to see executives bowing to short-term financial pressures. That's a key factor in creating and enduring compliance incentives is a counterweight. That is, any institutional mechanism that exists to enforce a continued focus on non-financial goal. This means that any financial downturn compliance incentives are not the first thing to get thrown out of the window. And my off-sided hypothetical regional, foreign regional manager who misses his numbers for two quarters does not get fired. The key is that the counterweight has real influence and it must hold the business leaders to account. Five, compliance incentives align works in an oblique, not linear function. The authors state, in most companies, there is an explicit belief that all activities should be aligned in a linear and logical way, from a clear endpoint back to the starting point. The language used from cascading goals to key performance indicators are designed to reinforce this notion of alignment. But goal framing theory suggests that the most successful companies are balanced, balancing multiple objectives, such as pro-social goals, gain goals, hedonic goals, that are not entirely compatible with one another, which makes a simple linear approach often harder to sustain. What does this mean in practical terms for your compliance program? If you want employees to align around a compliance incentive, your company will have to eschew narrative linear thinking and instead provide more scope for them to choose their own oblique pathway. This means emphasizing compliance as a part of your company DNA on a consistent basis, the intention being that by encouraging individuals to do good, their collective effort leads seemingly as a side effect to better financial goals. The logic of compliance first, profitability second, needs to find its way deeply into the collective psyche of your organization. Six, compliance incentives can be implemented at different levels. Who at your company is responsible for pursuing compliance incentives? If you head up a division or business unit, It is your job to define your pro-social goals and put them in place with supporting structures and systems, which I have articulated here. But what if you are lower in the corporate hierarchy? It's tempting to think this is someone else's problem, but there's no reason you cannot follow your own version of the process. So what are some of the specific compliance obligations to measure against? Well, you could start, with uh, the following for senior management lead by example in your own conduct and decisions to the resources and time you commit to compliance next facilitate proactively practice in day-to-day activities the key compliance company competencies 
Lastly, support the initiatives of the CCO. For middle managers, demonstrate, facilitate, and proactively practice in day-to-day activities the key compliance competencies, both internally and externally. Next, support specific specific initiatives from legal and compliance functions. Next, ensure that all employees, agents, and contractors directly or indirectly reporting to you fully complete all required training and communications in a timely manner. Next, provide full cooperation with investigations conducted by compliance functions about any alleged violations of compliance policies. Next, include the CCO or other legal or compliance function representative in your management meetings at least twice per year per geography. Finally, identify instances of noncompliance and support compliance monitoring and reporting systems. Partner with compliance in resolving compliance issues. Next, for BD or company sales representatives, you can do things like certifying that all agents, employees, and contractors directly or indirectly reporting to you have fully reported all sales and marketing interactions with government officials in a timely manner. Next, certify that all employees, agents, and contractors directly or indirectly reporting to you have certified their expenses with third parties are correct. The Gothic Cathedral is one of the greatest structural engineering feats mankind has ever created. It is combined it combines a dimension of height not surpassed for a thousand years with an ingress of lighting not previously seen in any structure. The use of lighting facilitated the development of the artistry of stained glass windows and led directly to the continued beauty and relevance of these magnificent this is Tom Fox again. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we look at the failure of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge and ensuring success, not failure, in your compliance program. This series is based upon the teaching company lecture series of the same topic. This special series on greetings and felicitations is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.